0: Brilliant. Well, we're going to head into a time of hearing about some testimonies. Now, um, why, why are we doing this, really? Why are we giving space today about talking about testimonies and hearing from some people what God has done or spoken to them for the last few months? Well, first of all, it's understanding what a testimony is. So what a testimony is a story recounting an event. And for us in this context, a story recounting what God has done for us. It's a fair question, really, of why are we dedicating a whole Sunday morning of just doing this, really. It's a fair question. Well, the reason why is because if we look at our Christian walk, all of us have different personal relationships with God and therefore our walk looks differently. looks a little bit different, bit by bit, based on who we are. And therefore, as we do that, as two relationships are, are not the same, our own individual journey with God is is not the same either it's your story it's your journey it's your testimony of what god has done your personal walk and your personal story and therefore today is a day of hearing what god has done for our individual church members our individual family members and to be kind of excited and to celebrate and be encouraged about what god has done Today is a day of encouragement, of celebration, of expectation, of hearing what God has done and then from that place, having the same encouragement and expectation for God to do more. Personal testimonies are one of the most influential tools that the Holy Spirit uses to stir up spiritual interest, motivate faith and point people to Jesus. That's what it does. What's beautiful is that it's not just about how God in the gospel fits in our story, but sharing about how our story fits in the great story of the gospel. Yeah. That's what this is. So today is the day for us just to be encouraged. Let faith arise for God to do more. Having that beautiful tension of thanks and thirst. Thankful for what God has done and thirsty for God to do more. Yeah. So that's what we're gonna be doing today. You want for that church? Yeah. yeah, good. I'm also glad that I'm going to be speaking less than that no one as well, so that does help. Um, I'm going to invite uh, Abby, or well, i invite Dave up to share on Abby's behalf. Is that alright? Yeah. Do we give Dave and Abby a round of applause? <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm
1: just going to read this for Abby. He um, said, so, I wanted to share a story about how God has made a way for me when I genuinely thought there wasn't one. I have a speech impediment various differences that resulted in a lot of dislike and discrimination over the years in my workplace um, and trying to gain employment. My past experience has been that nobody wanted to employ someone with communication differences and when I did get a job it was always through volunteering that I was able to get it. When I was employed I was directly discriminated against in the workplace and held back. I I had to work in a lot of low paying jobs and I really didn't want to be in were people I felt who didn't like or value me. I worked with children for 10 years. I always felt like I was working under my ability and not to my full potential. By my early 20s, I was in quite a deep depression. I didn't know Jesus. I honestly couldn't see a way forward and I wanted to die. After a somewhat difficult childhood, I've always had a heart for people in emotional pain and had always wanted to be a counselor, but obviously I thought that could never happen in a million years. I've had a lot of prayer for my speech impediment over the years. God has so far not healed it, but God's thoughts are not our thoughts. It turns out he had other, better plans for me. In November last year, I was imagining my ideal job, something where I could help children in emotional pain, something online and text-based, where communication wouldn't be an issue, where I'd work with mental health professionals and my knowledge would be valued. So I told God about it and prayed for a job like this. A job popped up online with the title, Children's Emotional Wellbeing Practitioner. So I applied. On the day of the interview, I had a picture in the spirit of a big heavy door, of big heavy doors opening, with lots of light streaming out behind them. I laughed because I knew God was telling me, I'm opening doors for you. I, I knew in my spirit I would get the job. Fast forward to now, I did get the job, which involved working on the website moderating children's forum posts and oh, wow. sending them email support. Recently I was offered a promotion without having to be re-interviewed. Oh, wow. It felt too good to be true and I sought clarity from God first as to whether this is what he wanted me to do. A friend of mine felt that God gave them Deuteronomy 28, talking about blessings and obedience for obeying the Lord, and how he will bless us in different ways. She heard Deuteronomy twenty-eight thirteen. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail, and you shall be above only, and you shall not be underneath, so you will not be beneath, if you heed the commandments of the Lord to your God, and are watchful to do them. God knew I'd always been the tail, and been struggling at the bottom. So from October, I'll be helping children who are either traumatised or struggling in some way, like I was as a child. I'll be speaking to them live via online messenger, and helping them with their emotions. There is no speaking involved, it's all text based. I also felt God tell me I was a gatekeeper in prayer, and that he wanted to use me in this area spiritually as well, to bring the good stuff in and keep the bad stuff out. So when I come across really awful things at work that children are going through, I regularly pray for these children, and I feel extremely fortunate to be able to do this. Um, The 10 months in this company have been the best 10 months of my working. They're so inclusive. It's amazing what can be achieved when barriers to communication are removed. I wanted to encourage the church today with my story. Mm -hmm. I wanted to remind those struggling in a situation that God finds a way when we think there is no way. Mm -hmm. With God, all things are possible. All glory to God. Come
0: on. Come on. Let's keep it going. Joe Craner. Where's Joe so I'll call it this, this, welcome joke up as well.
2: Thank you. Um, I just really wanted to encourage people, uh, particularly, um, to come to the prayer meetings. Um, yes. I, about two months ago, I ended up with toothache. I do brush my teeth twice a day, <laughs> I had toothache. And um, it was really specific. And then it started to spread all the way along the top, inside of the right side of my mouth. And it just went on and on, and it was really painful. And I tried to get an emergency appointment to see the dentist, and I had to wait three weeks. So I was taking painkillers and doing everything I could. And then um, we had the prayer meeting one night, and I'd worked all day, and I felt so tired, and nothing in me wanted to go to the prayer meeting. And I was just saying, come on, let's go. And I just didn't want to go. And I think I'm embarrassed to say this, but I said, "Um, well, let's go, let's sit right at the back. And yeah. and if I just really can't cope with it, we could disappear and room. no. So, so I did that. And um, after the first song of worship, I thought I'm meant to be here. I just felt so blessed by God. Uh, and it was just a really wonderful time of prayer. And at the end of it, Adam had a word. He said, um, there's somebody here who's got this pain, and he, he was having trouble saying where it was, but it's sort of on this side of your mouth, on the inside, and I thought, that's me. So I went forward for prayer on the Tuesday, and uh, my appointment was on the Friday. By the time I got to the dentist on the Friday, I said, there's nothing wrong with your mouth. It's all wow. it's sort of fine the pain all went. And I'm really thankful that God healed me, but but more than that, he showed me that he knew everything yeah. about me. He cared, he called me out by name at that meeting. Yeah. And I just really want to say that um, we've got the world, the flesh, and the devil three things that don't want us to come to the prayer meetings, yeah. and they're against us mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And just present to God if you go to the prayer meetings, you'll we'll be blessed. That's all. Yeah,
0: <laughs> come on. Come on. Amazing. Right, uh, Claire. Claire, do you want to come up? Should we welcome Claire up as well, <laughs> a lot of pumping today aren't so. so we're watching cricket a little bit, right
3: Claire. Thank you, um, so yeah I don't really know where to start, I don't want to bore you all um, I'm not sharing my testimony, it's more about Alpha but I suppose from a young age I felt like God was present in my life, I wasn't from a Christian family, my mum said she was a Christian but you know never really demonstrated that to me she went to church in england um anyway i had a very turbulent childhood ended up in foster care and like i said i didn't really have this connection with god but i just knew there was something more and i would pray um, and i don't remember specifically what i prayed for but it was things like um you know i want a safe place to stay um, and then I found myself in this foster home and it was, I just had this tiny bedroom but it was mine and it was safe and then the next step was I just want to pray. I want to pass my exams, like I don't want to be like a failure, I want to get somewhere and again I need somewhere to like just do my homework and stuff and again he provided that so wow. I think consistently like through, like from a young age, um, God was provided for me um, and then later on in life I met my ex-husband now but. He was from a Christian family, and um, so anyway, I, I did an hour for a long, long time ago, and I was quite young, and that was like the first sort of introduction I, I had really. Anyway, long story short, I ended up getting married, um, and unfortunately, we kind of stopped going to church, and that marriage deteriorated very quickly. and It's true, what they say, like, you do need God in your relationship. I think you, mm-hmm. as soon as you sort of turn away from Him, which is so easy to do, like, you know, when you talk about the devil and. The world, and I'm still struggle with that now, um, as do probably a lot of people. Um, Anyway, I then found myself in a a bad spot again, and actually get to see Sharon Lester over there, and her daughter is just absolutely wonderful, Rachel. And I met her at my work, and she said, "Well, you know, what about Hope Church?" Because I wasn't from around here; I was actually from Chiselhurst. And uh, anyway, she convinced me to come along Mm to Hope. I met Sharon; it was wonderful, and then. Eventually, I met my partner then. Anyway, they, they talk about Alpha, and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> let's uh, do this because I, I just felt this passion. Like, I need to know more, I know there's more. And um, anyway, I did this Alpha course, and it was absolutely fabulous. It was with um, Gabby and Rubin, who led um, our group. And then later, when it was the group, which was Adam and Joe. Uh, so, again, unfortunately, when it took lockdown, and <laughs> it wasn't the greatest time to to do that but everyone was wonderful I then met fantastic people like dave and abby for example as well in the discipleship group just met some fantastic friends and i'm still on that journey Mm -hmm. i'm still i still struggle and i do run away but i know god is present and there's been so many times where i've prayed for things and he's provided there was a time in my life where i was you know I, i really was thinking about being a paramedic and i prayed and prayed and said god please show me like a sign Anyway, next week after that I was first on the scene at a car accident with an upside-down car. Everyone was fine. Anyway, I was like, okay, maybe that was for God. I don't know. Anyway, I think like a week or so after that, I was first, on, well, it wasn't first on the scene, sorry, it was the first sort of first aid, scene to someone who had heart attack on the side of the road. So I ended up giving CPR and actually saved his life. Um, and again, I was like, oh, I don't know what God's telling me. Anyway, I had a lot of trauma from all these mm-hmm. events. And I felt like he was saying, look, I know you want to help people, but actually maybe that's not the career for you. Like, because I, like I, said, I had a lot of this trauma and I just felt he was saying, I, I know you want to help people, but that's not where I want you. So anyway, I'm still here now. I'm still a bit lost. Yeah, I'm still, on. you know, on the journey. I I, run, I do run away a bit. I get overwhelmed and I kind of pull into God then I run away. So mm. I'm still on this journey. Yeah. Like, i love to yeah. stand here and say, you know, i just feel this yeah. peace and that which he has provided for me in the past and i know it's there i just have all these barriers and yeah. i'm still on that journey and alpha is such a safe place to come into to yeah. be honest and not feel embarrassed and not feel overwhelmed by all these things and it's easy yeah. to sit there if you're not maybe quite there and you know you want to be but there's something just not letting you yeah. be to feel like oh, i'm just going to run off yeah. but actually coming into yeah, alpha you can ask anything and you have all these wonderful friends you meet and then they can pray for you and help you on that journey and like even when you run away they'll best you say, come for a cup of tea like come round like yeah, come true. to church we yeah. miss you so i just want to encourage people like whether you know you're a new christian you're not a christian you you think you know everything you can never know everything
4: yeah. and i met
3: someone at yoga a few weeks ago and they've actually been on our course here and she had been a christian her whole life and she said I actually, this was years ago, and this was, a Ruben, they said, I don't know, there you And <laughs> um, she said she was in your group, and um, she went in thinking, like, I'm not going to learn anything from this. But she said she learned so much, yeah, and she goes, to actually, to church, I think she said, over sort of sick cup way. But she said she was so blessed for coming to the oh, so wherever you are on your journey, yeah, if you're good. like me, you're still like, ah, like, there's something in the way. Like, just come, ask questions. If you think you know lots and you don't need it, go anyway, yeah. ask <laughs> the questions, invite friends, like, just, it's such an amazing platform and I remember when I did it I felt so much peace. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, I don't want to bore you to death, and, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's a bit about me and just like, encourage you to yeah. do alpha release. Really. Well, it's thank awesome. Yeah. Well,
5: There's a reason why we
0: didn't share an alpha figure Uh, 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 because that promotion right there is that and i think as well just for those three small testimonies man is god moving and it's god moving in us in general god moving us individual and we're going to be encouraging we're going to try maybe every sunday we're going to give space and it might be an awkward 20 15 30 seconds but we're going to wait and just say does anyone have something they want to share about what god has done and we're going to wait and just see because church we want to encourage us and looking at what Jesus has done, noticing it and sharing it, being kind about what he has done. So we're gonna move on, not away from um, testimonies, but more instead of just what God has done, but talking about healing. We wanna talk about healing. And I wanna go Carol up just to share about something that she shared, but also after that, I just wanna ask uh, for you, if, if God has healed you over the last few months, maybe from the beginning of the year, and you haven't shared at our church, uh, we're after Carol shares. I'm gonna ask you to put up your hand, and I wanna hear, we wanna hear, if God has healed you in some way, in some form, over the last year, let's call it that, I'm gonna push the boat to make sure we get some testimonies because I know there's some, and I don't wanna name and say anyone, but we do wanna be kind but' what God have done that way. Yeah, so Carol, what do you come and share? Let's invite Carol Just welcome her.
6: good to be back with family. I feel like I haven't been here for weeks. <laughs> oh wait, hang on. <laughs> most of you know that I partner with Jennifer Reese larkham in lead, leading the Beauty From Ashes Healing Ministry. And most of you also know that Jen has lung cancer and, and she's in the last times of her life. Yep, and, and she's great with that because she knows this is the time. But recently she did something dreadful, and all of the ligaments at the front and the back of her shoulder were snapped in two. And she's very frail now, she's, she's a frail, she's nearly 80. It was so painful that every single move caused her actually to cry out or to weep with pain. And it was so terrible. And we were like, okay, we know this is the time, but this is not the way. This is to be. And she actually asked me to pray and say to the Lord, either heal or home. She said, I cannot live like this. So, one of the things that the Lord has really been speaking to me and because of me, obviously, to the ministry, is this little verse in Luke 8, where the woman touches Jesus, you know, for the issue of blood. And Jesus says, somebody touched me because I felt healing virtue go out from me. So I was like, okay, we need that healing virtue. So what I felt to do is I gathered our team, there's only 10 of us, and I said, every day for 30 days, in our own homes, we are going to break bread and share wine, just us and Jesus, for Jed's healing from this particular pain. So we were all set, we covenanted to take communion and to pray for 30 days. On day two, (laughs) on day two, the pain just went
0: left. Wow. Wow. And it has not come back. Wow. So
6: I am so thankful to God, but also, I do believe there is, and you know, we have just shared bread and wine that there is this powerful transaction that takes place Mm. with Communion that there is that transfer of healing virtue Mm. so I am just so
0: thankful to the Lord Come on, amazing Right, I said I would ask and I'm going to uh, If you have experienced healing over the last year um, well, from the beginning of January, can you put your hand up? I'm going to come around with the mic and dot an.
6: I actually cut my hand very badly. Um, a whole sort of flap of skin just was
7: lifted up, um, and that, that was on a Saturday. And on Sunday, there was um, a word of knowledge. Somebody injured their hand, their right hand. And I was prayed for, and about three days, but I healed
2: my eyes, of as fast
8: Different track, but I think just important to acknowledge God's incredible healing power in emotional healing, mm-hmm. um, and. I think there's lots of people in this room who have been a tremendous support to me this year, um, but it has very much been um, a really emotional, very difficult year um, for several different reasons, many things going on at the same time that I was just like, this is getting to breaking point, I'm getting to the point where I don't feel I can handle this anymore. Kind of dealing with lots of different things at once. And anyway, six weeks ago, I was not in a great place at all, um, but actually, I think I was just, I knew that God was the only place that I was going to find healing from what was going on um, in loads of different areas of life. Um, and God had really made it clear what the direction he had for me was, which um, means being in seven notes, which is amazing. And having a <laughs> a job that I'm very excited about, but I actually wasn't really in an emotional place to start that job. Um, so God has just had me this summer, the last six weeks on this like yeah. emotional healing Kind of um, regime right. journey that he has put together just for me, uniquely. Um, and God is incredibly generous, yeah. and it's just been the most tremendous summer, and I've had so much fun. And fun is a real healer. Um, especially when it's filled with the joy of Christ yeah. um, and I've been able to go and coach network to amazing young Christian teenage girls yeah. Yeah. who have been such an inspiration and had the opportunity to talk to them. I've been with our youth at New Day which was just an insane blessing yeah. um, and then the last two weeks have been um, out of the country leading opal trips and through all of that I've heard the word of God open pretty much every day and the healing power of that word is not to be underestimated. Wow. It's just been incredible um, and so it's like six weeks later um i just feel like a new person i feel like god has healed me to the point where i'm ready to take on the next adventure doesn't mean that everything's rosy and perfect but it does mean that i'm i'm at the point where i'm ready um and so i would just massively encourage you like obviously that that healing process that he takes us on looks different for everyone um but for me it's an adventure and it's fun and spending time with people um and I, I mean just seeing amazing creation as well, like seeing his power through that has been such a blessing. Yeah. Um, so he, God just has it, like none of that was particularly pre-planned, it just happened yeah. last minute. I didn't really do a lot to put it together and yet all of a sudden it came together. Yeah. And um, it's just insane. Yeah. And the yeah. way that he's like he's worked everything and yeah. um, this summer for my healing and for my good um, yeah. and that's what he promises to do doesn't mean everything's perfect, sure. but it does mean that no, no. no. very you feel very strengthened in your joy.
4: I think one thing that really stands out is um, a year ago, well, in, in the last year I had various problems with my back. And um, I chose to lift up my eight-year-old son. <laughs> I wouldn't advise him. Um, and everything pulled at the base of my spine. Um, and i pulled on three people, often. Um, to help me because I know Anne Ransom came over one day and spent the day with me and prayed this prayer over my back and I felt so much heat um, and I, I, at the time I really couldn't afford or have the time to go to an osteopath and the osteopath I was seeing was like 60 pounds for half an hour um, and it just got viable. I went back to him one day and I said I really don't need to come and see you anymore because prayer was really worked. <laughs> and he was like, that's, that's fine, that's fine. And, and then I had another back issue. Um, it literally just pulled when I was puffing up the cushions. And it all pulled again and I couldn't move. And Sharon, Lester, and Jenny both came to my house. Jenny cried in the front room, Sharon at the door on two various occasions. And again, I felt the heat. I felt a push. And yeah, in a week.
0: It just amazing. Just a small one for me It's going kind to of front uh, very quickly, um, about uh, six months ago The just gone out with Judah. But six months ago, Judah had some dairy, had an allergic reaction. Uh, We were worried about what was gonna happen. He started getting spots all over his body. Um, We got to the moment we were gonna go to A&E and just sort it out. We prayed, we felt, we commanded to go, and straight away, those spots disappeared. Literally, straight away, come on, praise God, right? we're gonna we're gonna move on just a, just a little bit to kind of just share two people are just gonna share what they feel God's been speaking to them, and after that, this is what we're gonna do, right? We're gonna invite the welcoming team up. We're gonna spend time just worshiping, and in that moment, we're also going to pray over any healing. So we're gonna be spending time and praying over any healing. We're gonna it's gonna feel different, right? This we're going do. I'm gonna ask you just to put. A hand on your body if if you can, if it's internal, obviously leave it like that, put it where it kind of hurts and we're going to be speaking and praying for healing this morning. So I just want to, again, with expectation for what we've heard and what God has done, increase expectation that God is going to heal today. So that's what we're going to do in a bit, all right? yeah okay before that i'm going to just invite uh yanni and charlie lester in that order just to share what they feel god has been saying to them over the last few months so yanni can i invite you up first amazing give yanni a of yeah. you a floor. Right. applause you hey you got this it's quite long one second Take time so um this summer
5: um, I went to New Day and it was just such a crazy rollercoaster of emotions and my personal relationships and with God moving in the lives of myself and people around me. Um, but my testimony this morning is about God moving in my life beyond New Day and we always talk about the New Day high and how we sometimes feel a little spiritually dull after such an amazing week or um, where we can just feel God's presence so clearly. Um, and that has been my experience in previous years but this year was quite different to me in that I could clearly feel God's presence after New Day, especially one morning, it was two weeks after New Day and we were driving early in the morning on the way home from Finland and it was quite dark and I was trying to get some sleep because we had woken up quite early um, and I was just closing my eyes and I felt and I saw a little wall of light moving towards me um, and it looked like when the sun is behind a cloud with a the middle and um, which faded towards the outside and it moved in my direction and in through my mouth and I felt the need to swallow so I did and I felt and saw this little ball of light moving down towards my heart and wrapping around it like a protective layer and at first I didn't really understand it and I was planning to write down that I didn't know what it meant but then I remembered um, a word of knowledge, brought to me by Soviet at New Day, that I was an anchor, and that people would come to me, but may leave and return many in times. And she prayed for me, that God would protect and harden my heart, that this doesn't hurt me when people leave. And I really felt, truly, this must be an answer to prayer. Mm. Um, so this is the first half of my testimony. I really felt that this was my testimony answer to prayer, and how God moves in my own life. But I have a part two. And and in this part two, I think it's more of an encouragement for us all as Christians. And when I refer to me, um, I really feel this applies to all of us. Yeah. Um, so as I was just sitting in the car from our toast, closed, I saw two cups. The one was labeled Jesus, and the other one didn't have a label, but it was clearly the cup of me. Um, and I could tell they were looking at each other, and a moment later, the cup of me began filling and overflowing in all directions into a little circle of um, pots with different shapes and sizes of plants and it seemed obvious to me that they represented the lives of the people around me and they were catching the overflow from my cap, cup and it was making me grow I was reminded of the Bible verse where Jesus says that he'll make our cups overflow and it was really quite a beautiful picture to me of how Jesus' character can reach the people around me um, and through through me um, and through his love and joy overflowing from my character and my building. I was next struck by the difference of my cup and the pots. Um, the pots didn't seem to represent people, but rather their lives. Whereas my cup represented not only my character who I am as a person. But also my eternal soul. Um, next, one of the pots slowly moved away from me towards the Jesus cup and turned into a cup itself. I felt the Lord explain to me that um, <laughs> I felt the Lord explain to me that our kingdom mission on earth as is Christians isn't to save the eternal souls of people around us and fill their cups, but to live like Jesus right. and portray his character to them in daily life. I had an overwhelming sense. That God was showing me how doing this means some of them not all at once and not necessarily quickly can see God's character and move move over to the Jesus cup to themselves so he can fill their cups with his love and joy. In this way I feel that God has worked through me by letting my cup overflow into their lives, giving them a glimpse of his character and his overwhelming love for them. Therefore I'm living my purpose on earth to share the good news of Jesus by simply living like him mm-hmm. and I can do this without feeling as though I might force Christianity on them but instead it's their own choice to make a different, different to this.
0: Come on! <laughs> Amazing. Sharon? Just...
7: I think I've probably got the most up-to-date healing ministry. No, not ministry. Testimony. Because <laughs> this morning, when we thought to pray for something and that, that was up on the board and I'd had my head down and I was doing my praying. And I, then I looked up and I just couldn't see it. It had gone all fuzzy and everything was fuzzy. And I was like, you know, you sort of pinch your eyes again to try and get mm. the sight back in. And I thought, oh, I've overdone it. And I was thinking, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness. And I knew I was coming up to speak. And so I literally, I was sitting there thinking, how can I get up here without seeing properly and tripping over the wires? And I was sort of thinking, and didn't want to make any fuss or anything, but I just said, Jesus, and then my sight came back, so I don't know what that was about, but I was like, wow. just call on the name of Jesus. and he, you know, he's so good, he's so good. So what was I going to say? Yeah, a year ago, a year ago, September, um, God woke me in the night. And, um, and basically it was just like, you just said, do you trust me? And I still have my eyes, and I still have sleep, and I just said, yeah, of course I trust you, and back to sleep second time then he wakes me up again and it's do you trust me and um i was beginning to think then well it's a bit of a Samuel moment and i was like yeah okay you know you obviously want to know the times i trusted you and started just in my sleepy state just listed off and there are numerous because all my life he has been faithful and um even in the last you know i just thought well i'll even list the last few months you know abby had had covid and nearly died and then my husband had a stroke and you know, I'm like, Lord, look, where was my trust that it was with you, you know, so I, of course I trust you. And we went to sleep and then I woke again and it was the same, do you trust me? And uh, by that time you're thinking, okay, and I knew I wasn't imagining, it's not like a voice you hear, it was so, so strong in my head, okay. Anyway, I came to the Wednesday morning prayer meeting but it's still buzzing around in my mind. And and I just shared it, I said, look, I was woken up three times last night and this, and um, Adam so helpfully, I mean, I was quite buzzing really, because I thought God's talking to me and I, you know, didn't know what to do with it. And Adam was really helpful and he just said, "Oh, I think you're going to be tested on that. (laughs) Like, thanks Adam. So, So I went home and I thought, well, maybe there's areas in my life that I'm not trusting him. So, you know, I had some time praying and thought, okay, well, yeah, there's this issue and there's a financial situation and Abby's just gone to uni and she's, you know, recovering from COVID and maybe, you know, so I just laid everything out, any silly little niggle worry. I just, you know, right, trust you. I'm in the good place now. But I knew somehow deep in my gut that it wasn't about that. And I knew Adam actually had, had some sort of insight. And, um, anyway, come, <coughs> come January. Um, life goes on and um, come January I I find I've got cancer again and I'd had it ten years ago and was so looking forward to coming off the drugs that I've been on for ten years and it was going to be my year of freedom and celebration and getting back to being normal, done that, got the t-shirt and and then the cancer comes again and I'm, I'm like okay oh this is what the trust thing is about. And do you know what? It's so good when God speaks and prepares you, yeah. and then and then you're just walking in it. You sort of sort of know, don't you? Because He's in charge. And um, so yeah, it was a bit of a surprise, but I thought, well, I can do this, you know. And um, wasn't too keen on having chemo again, but um, thought, well, I've done it before, come through. And. Um, anyway as they started doing investigations and things they they found it was a lot more than it was that they thought originally so it wasn't quite simple as simple as they thought and um, and there are lots of stories within that of knowing God's presence and knowing him calmly and knowing you know when the doctor says one thing or one doctor says one thing and another one says something different where do you go you know we I'm no expert in this but just know that God knows and God loves and he's got the best for me and you know that never, never I don't know cause me concern I suppose and, and, and to be honest cancer doesn't cause me concern death doesn't cause me concern but it's but it's the personal everyday walk isn't it and, it, and yeah. it's all about relationship with Jesus yeah, and yeah. and and that's that's what's so that's what it's all about for me really and then um, anyway you know increase my had surgery quite major surgery and um and even in that, I knew God's presence, oh my goodness. I mean, church were praying, it was a nine hour walk, and, um, and my body was completely rearranged, really. But, but God's presence was just phenomenal. Like from the moment you go under with the anaesthetic to coming out, I just it was Jesus. Mm-hmm. He was just so there. Um, but when I came out of the hospital, I, um, uh, one of the things they said to me, now, when you pray a shower and you get dressed, you must make sure that there's somebody there to help you and um, i'm a bit independent in all that sort of stuff really and um, i thought no i bike, very yeah, fine yeah. you had to i had to wear some garments that were like something out of downton abbey but ten times <laughs> worse. So it was all velcro and stretch and, and all this sort of thing and i was also told you must not use your stomach muscles at all um so even the slightest move lifting a drink you fight you know you do you use them all the time anyway i've had my shower up in the room and i'm like okay and i would laid out these contraptions that I somehow had to, had to get into and then um, I just went this isn't gonna work He said, I just in the hospital it had taken two nurses to, to strap us up after this, this surgery and um, and I just I remember just saying, Lord and as soon as I said Lord I felt his presence fill the room Lord. it was phenomenal his presence filled the room so much so that it made me like go like that and then I picked up each item and to, I must say, I don't it, it was the presence of God. He dressed me. He dressed me. And then it came to putting on those, you know, um stretchy soft things mm. that you have to wear for whatever reason. And um, and they're really tight. And and you use your stomach muscles actually, you know, you can realize that you do. And I, I thought, okay Lord, just two more items. And I was sitting on the edge of the bed and then um, and I just felt the presence again, it was like a like a, a, a cool breeze in wow. the room and um it almost didn't matter if i didn't get dressed i wouldn't have minded going to floor i thought i was half in glory it was just like such a sense of presence and then these these socks would, would just be put on my feet i mean i was doing myself as well but 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 do you know what it was like i saw jesus kneeling in front of me and my, my body was all sort of mashed up and all sorts of different colours and things. But there was Jesus. Yeah. And I saw the scar like in his side and, and then the hands that were pulling up my like socks were oh, the ones with the whole thing.
4: Wow.
7: And I am so in awe of what he has done for me. There he is, kneeling before yeah. me, just because he loves me. I chose to have the surgery and all that sort of stuff, but he chose to go through the most brutal death, because because he loved me, just because he loved me. And there he is, he's still serving me on his knee. It was like, oh my goodness. You know, and I thought, if if this experience has just been for moments like that, then that, yeah, it, it sort of, just sort of, um, yes, that really. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, there was another time recently when I, I was just feeling a bit a bit mushed up, really, and a bit broken. and lost my identity, being that I wasn't healing as well as i thought and I'd just come back from the hospital visit again. I was going weekly at that stage. And um, and I was just being be very happy and I was having a bit of a pity party. And I, I went down the end of the garden and the garden was my place to go and just meet with Jesus. And um, you know, often he'd just it would just be something he'd show me or speak to me and and um you know sometimes I'd come to church just for a bit and I'd have my mind to be back. You know, I just want to go to the garden to, to just be alone with Jesus, it's very intimate time, I guess. This time, um, but on this day, I didn't really particularly want to be talking to Jesus and I didn't want him to talk to me because he always made me cry because he always kept telling me how much he loved me. and I didn't feel that I was working his love, you get all messy, don't you? And um, so I thought I'll go right down the end of the garden where the compost bin is because that's how I'm feeling. Yeah. And um, I sat on a little wall there and um. And I was just sitting there going over what the doctor had said, and you know, it's gonna take a lot longer than they thought, and blah blah blah, and and um and I, but it all turns into prayer because you just can't help it really, and anyway knows what you're thinking anyway. So um and I and I basically said, God, God go away. So I, and I thought well, even that's stupid because he won't. But I said, Don't talk to me, and I don't want to talk to you. And it was like, I sat there like some sulky two-year-old, you know, just, but it was just, it was like, he said, okay, yeah, that's fine. He doesn't even tell me off for that. It was like, okay. And then I looked over and there were, on the ground were all these happy daisies and they were all in full, happy, smiley, you know, beautiful, open, yellow centers. And I said, I don't wanna see that. And I really wanted to go up and just stamp them down. I'm not feeling like that. I've lost my identity. I'm not a happy daisy and I don't want to be, and I didn't have my wedding ring cut off for the surgery, because, um, you know, and I was like, I've, I've lost my identity, I don't know who I am, I feel like, you know that character Morph, the, the plasticine yeah. thing? I felt like that, that I was just a, a blob of plasticine, you know, I'd lost feeling in bits of my body, and somebody had put me together, and I lost my identity, because I had my wedding ring chopped off, you know, not this dramatic stuff. And um, anyway, these daisies were just there, and I'm like, God, I don't need to see that. And then, th- I just felt I should just keep looking at these daisies. And there, within the daisies, there was a one that was a little broken and brown and dying. And he said, that's that's the one I'm looking at. And I know how you feel. And just in that moment, again, his presence, and of course, I start crying. And I said, like, I knew you'd do this. <laughs> he knows. He knows. And, it, and, and it's like, almost the, all the testament is also different. But it's like, he knows. And he knows the situation. And and as I looked at this broken daisy, again, I was immediately taken to look. Look at Jesus, he was broken. So broken for us. He, he, his identity was taken away from him. He was God's son, his home was heaven and all that. And he he lost all of that because, because he loved me, you know? So like this whole cancer, stuff is nothing compared to knowing his love because that's that's what it's all about this is what our lives are about this is what our testimonies are yeah no matter what's going on no matter yeah all your stories basically take it back to god knows you he knows your name he knows your situation and he loves you yeah and he will love you and if you want to try and run away from him that's not going to work and if you want to talk stuff that you don't want other people to hear to him, then then it's not going to make him turn away from you. Yeah. No matter where you are at, you know, it's just awesome, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Brilliant. I think that was
0: saying. Yeah, come on. <laughs>